You're listening to Health Call Live, your regular Saturday morning appointment with healthcare professionals, where treatment is always painless and there's never a copay. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent Lee Kelso. Welcome back to the program. I love to cook. And if you're a regular listener, you know I'm also big on nutrition, whole foods, and the role that gut bacteria plays in your health. But my wife of some 38 years, beautiful as she is, is always yelling at me to pull back on the amount of salt I add when I'm in the kitchen whipping things up. A Harvard Medical School professor just told me yesterday I ought to be listening to her. The problem is, so many products that we buy and the foods that we eat in restaurants are just overloaded with salt already. The FDA is now urging manufacturers to get in program to cut back on the amount of salt in packaged and processed foods. That, they say, is a way to prevent high blood pressure, heart attacks, stroke, and kidney disease. Nutrition professor Penny Chris Atherton from Penn State and Harvard's Stephen Jurasek say, this is all overdue because our food supply is simply drowning in salt. Well, exactly. About 71% of the salt that we consume comes from um, manufactured and processed food. So, um, you know, we're eating a lot of processed food, and that's contributing to most of the sodium in our diet. The average American consumes about 3,400 milligrams of sodium per day, and current guidelines are for 2,300 milligrams. So about 94% of men in America consume excess sodium or more sodium that's recommended, and about 84% of women consume more than the amount of sodium that's recommended. And so, doctor, let me come to you and uh, understand what is the big deal with that? What, what kind of problems can we fix by reducing the amount of salt in our diet. Yeah, so sodium is associated with a number of adverse health uh, effects. Um, some of them are very, uh, may seem somewhat benign or inconvenient, like uh, bloating or uh, occasional headaches. Uh, but high uh, sodium is also associated with uh, elevation in blood pressure, um, which is, uh, and uh, may contribute long term to uh, hypertension, which is a major risk factor for cardiovascular disease and stroke. Uh, and so um, uh, it, it's actually quite concerning the large amount of sodium that we're taking in. And when you look at uh, sodium intake levels across countries, it, it's quite fascinating to see the association between higher sodium consumption by a population and rates of stroke and cardiovascular events like heart attacks uh, and early death. Oh, we'll come back to that. I want to dig into that a little bit more. But let's start first with these new FDA guidelines. Specifically, what are they asking the food manufacturers to do, Penny? Well, okay, they're entitled Voluntary Sodium Reduction Goals, and FDA is asking, this is a, a voluntary program, um, food manufacturers to decrease the amount of salt in the foods they make by about 12%. And if this is done across the board, we'll go from a sodium intake of 3,400 3, milligrams per day down to 3,000 milligrams a day. Now, that's you know, still not at our goal of 2300s, but it's a step in the right direction. And this is this voluntary program. So fingers crossed, you know, all food industries have to take part and embrace this program because, you know, once the, the ball gets rolling um, and, you know, the amount of sodium in food is cut back, people 
will adjust their taste buds and they'll enjoy food with less sodium. But everybody has to get on board so that some food products are not real high in sodium and others have sodium cut. That's where we are now with this. So how much of the salt that we eat is coming from prepared foods, restaurant foods, stuff we buy in the market, as opposed to what we add ourselves with the salt shaker or that we prepare at home? Yeah, 71% comes from, you know, just processed foods and foods that we eat away from home, like in restaurants. 74%, that was the number? 71%. 71, that's still a huge amount. So, yeah, I see. That's a big deal. If out of our control, nothing we can do about that in our and changing our own habits. Well, unless we do a lot of cooking at home. (laughs) Of course, that's always a good thing. Uh, So am I going to notice a 12 percent reduction? Is that significant enough that I'm going to taste it? So in my opinion, and according to the FDA new ruling, um, you know, this is something that most people really won't even notice. And isn't that great? You know, because our taste buds are so acclimated to high sodium intake that if we could just cut back a little bit, most people aren't going to notice it. Now, there are some super tasters out there that will tell you they notice it. And in fact, they do. But for the most part, this is something that, you know, can be done. We call this stealth nutrition. And these changes can be made without people knowing it. So, Steve, is 12% enough to make any kind of a difference in stroke and hypertension? Uh, I believe it is. And uh, I think a great example of it is a recent uh, large clinical trial called the SAS trial, S-S-A-S-S. It was conducted in about 10,000 adults in China who are at risk of having a stroke event. Mm -hmm. And they uh, actually did a substitute of salt at the uh, table, so sodium chloride with potassium chloride. um, uh, It was about a uh, uh, 25% uh, substitution in that form of added sodium. And what they found is a significant reduction in uh, stroke risk and a 12% reduction in all-cause mortality. Now, when you actually looked at the the amount of blood pressure reduction that was observed as a result of the the study intervention, uh, it was only about, on average, uh, four millimeters of mercury, which in a clinical setting, you might say, well, that's not really a whole lot, you know. But when you think about making a big change like that, in the population, on the population level, it can have profound downstream effects, particularly among those at the greatest risk of having an adverse cardiovascular event. So let me just be clear on that. You're saying that 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 would take my blood pressure reading from 140 down to 136? Yeah, yeah. In that particular study, that was about, that, your example is uh, uh, analogous to the average reduction that was observed. Wow. Okay. That is, that is helpful. Penny, go ahead. Yeah, if I could jump in. Sure. So, um, you know, Stephen, you know about the UK's salt reduction program. And so that um, this went on from 2003 to 2011, and it was a voluntary salt reduction program. Um, sodium intake in the, on the population went from 3,800 milligrams per day to uh, 3,240 milligrams per day. And that's a 15% reduction, kind of in line with what FDA is achieving. Blood pressure uh, decreased 2.7, like 3 millimeters mercury. And, and amazingly, there was a decrease in um, mortality, death, 
from stroke and heart disease. And that is uh, Dr. Penny Chris Etherton from Penn State and Dr. Stephen Jurasek from Harvard Medical. A full video version of our interview is now live on the Health Call website and up on Facebook soon. We're going to talk about, you'll see there as we talk about using kosher and sea salt, how that makes a difference. Plus, Dr. Jurasek explains a little more detail about what salt does in your body and how it draws water out of the cells and contributes to high blood pressure. So we get a little deep into the weeds on that. But I think it's an interesting interview taking a look at how a 12% reduction in salt in our manufactured food system can bring about a four-point reduction in blood pressure. Doesn't sound like a lot, but they say that is enough to make a big change in the overall cardiac health of our nation. Okay, so that's up right now on the Health Call Facebook page or website, and uh, you can check it out on Facebook soon. When we come back, we're going to be talking about an advancement in knee implants, technology that actually reports to the doctor how well your knee is performing. How is that a big deal for you? Is it going to improve, improve your outcome? Is it going to change the cost of a knee replacement? We'll get into all of that and more when we continue here on the Health Call Live Radio Hour on WoWo. Podcasts by Federated Media. Mm-hmm. 